everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Air Streaming Sojourners. Uh, when we left you, we were in the uh, Ottawa province. province of Canada, just leaving uh, Toronto, where we had a great time. Uh, you remember we kind of soaked that city up, caught a hockey game, Hockey Hall of Fame, ate some great food, saw some great sights. Um, I don't know, Michelle, but I, I think Toronto is a great city, and I'd like to visit it again. Maybe maybe in the summer. What do you think? Yeah, just just to get a different feel for it. Yeah, it was uh, not cold, but a little too jacket weather. and um, Not too bad, though. It wasn't no. bad at all. But I think it would be a great city to visit again. And we're going to put it back on our list of possible... Just, re- we'll fly there, not drive yeah. this time. <laughs> we won't be taking the Airstream up there. But um, And uh, from there, we um, continued on to Montreal in the province of Quebec. And uh, the first thing you'll notice when you cross over into the province of Quebec is that the Canadian standard of English and French language for their signs, advertisements, and warnings uh, pretty much stops at that Quebec border. And it becomes all French. Everything's in French. And it, it's a little abrupt and, and odd, but from what I understand is the people of Quebec are you know, very proud of their heritage and the fact that they are French-Canadian, and uh, they let you know right away. They do embrace that part of their culture, their roots. So this is a shout out to my old buddy, uh, Chris uh, Montigui, who taught me just enough French to get in trouble, uh, especially uh, bad words and French nursery rhymes. But um, (laughs) we were able to manage, and everybody does speak English, but we did try to make an effort to speak as much French as we possibly can. Yes, when ordering our coffee or food. Yeah. But it, it was a shocker. I mean, I there were some signs I didn't know where we were going and, and how we were going to get there. But we, we made it to our our RV park where we were staying, which was a little bit outside of town. It was a, on the south um, south shore of, south shore of the... It's a, Montreal is an island, so it was on the south shore. Across. Yeah, and uh, before we did get to the... Um, RV park, we stopped at one of those tourist information centers, which... Oh, the um, visitor's center. Yeah, and the lady there was so helpful. She gave us maps and directions and drawing, and she did inform us that uh, we were we were going in on a Thursday, and Friday was actually the big global... The climate march. Climate march that was happening, and the downtown was going to be shut down. Parking was going to be restricted. She did recommend that we take the subway in rather than driving in. Um, which was so helpful. We did do that. And then we found out when we got to the subway Friday morning, it was free for everybody because of the climate march, which was kind of nice. So we did get a free ride into the city. We did. Uh, which, uh, that we'll put that as a check on the, on the, on the positive mark. <laughs> um, the, <coughs> excuse me, the um, uh, city of Montreal is uh, very beautiful. Um uh, it was cold the morning we got there. It was a little blustery, I'd call that, right? It was windy, yes. Um, we arrived in the downtown area, I think, when we got off of the subway. And it was really, really quiet. Do you remember that, how quiet it was? I think that because of that climate march, they just gave everybody the day off. They said, ah, oh, you know, screw it. No one's going to come in. It's going to be a, a madhouse of people marching. Let's just shut it down. 
And where we came in was, I would liken it to the Embarcadero of San Francisco. I think we were in the downtown business district area. Yes. And there wasn't a lot of business going on. No. And we we came up from the subway through what they call the underground city, which are underground tunnels they used years ago. And it extends for miles throughout the city. It's kind of like a mall underground. Yeah, as you can imagine, uh, the climate and uh, uh, atmosphere, weather there of, of uh, Montreal in the winters, pretty harsh. So it would make sense that you'd want to be in a city that was completely underground and protected. Um, back in the old days, it probably was full of a lot of old merchants and, and shops, but now it's pretty much just a, a strip mall underground with your standard... Uh, your uh, fast food food court. Forever 21s, yes. uh, J. Crews, and um, sneaker shops. stores. <laughs> Coming out of the underground city, we decided to walk to Old Town Montreal. We did come across Notre Dame on the way, Notre Dame on the way as well. Um, we popped in there. The stained glass window was really pretty. A lot of history there. Yeah, it's a it's a very over the top. Um, a little bit gaudy, but I guess it's a cathedral, so uh, it was interesting to see. But, I mean, some of the things, it's like layer upon layer of gold upon red velvet upon statues and then having gold on top of that. It was just a little a little too much for my taste. But Well, we can say we've been there. It, if Liberace was Catholic, he'd probably enjoy it. But um, <laughs> And then we continued on. Um, and the historic old town is down by the water. We were told to go on a certain street. Um, I forget the name of it. And well, what good is it if you forget the name? <laughs> anyway, we're, we're down by the harbor, down by the port, where uh, most of uh, Montreal's trade and uh, um, shipping industry and where it comes off from the Hudson there. And uh, interesting, nice, cool history, old buildings. We stumbled across... The World uh, Press Photo Exhibition of Montreal. And we decided to go in and check it out. What were your thoughts on that? That was interesting. So each photograph that was up had something to do with a humanitarian cause somewhere in the world, which is really interesting. It's a different perspective. They weren't always pretty pictures, images. Um, no, they, they weren't. From Some of them even... Uh, as a me, a, a photographer and a student of photography, I I saw some of them had some lack of technique even, but they were capturing kind of raw images, and um, a lot of it was... There's a story behind each picture, I think. Mm. As all pictures should have. But uh, these, these did lean into sort of a liberal cause. Um, a lot of the things dealt with immigration and... Oh, all, all kinds of things around the world. Um, women's rights and women's rights photos of, you know, women in Africa. Uh, some photos of uh, life in uh, the Ukraine or the Slavic countries after the war. And it, it was, a, I think we spent about an hour, hour and a half in there. And it was... It, it was, was interesting. A, it was a good time. I think it was five bucks to get in. So it was well worth the, the money. And we were able to spend some time in there and uh, highly recommend it. It was thought-provoking and, and an interesting uh, exhibit to go see. I agree. Um, we came out of there. We were a little hungry, so 
We found a restaurant in the historic district. Um, and I, although we did eat there because Michelle was very hungry and she was starting to get a little grumpy. Um, <laughs> I get hangry. The area is a little bit touristy, so we ended up walking into some just tourist, you know, food place where the food probably isn't as uh, good or as um, uh, home style as, as you might expect in other places in the city. But we, we did find a place. It was a n- lovely afternoon. Sun the had sun come was out. out. It was warmed so up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up getting the the, of course, when you're in, you know, French Canada, you got to get the poutine. So I got the smoked meat poutine. And for those of you that don't know what poutine is, it's French fries with gravy on it and cheese curds. And yours had smoked meat, which and is my, very common in that area. Yeah, I had the smoked meat one, which um, su- the, with the gravy and the smoked meat, it was good, but super salty. Um, I couldn't eat it all. <laughs> they give you a pretty good bowl of it. Um, it's a little heavy and when you get done with it, you really don't feel like doing anything, but we continued on. <laughs> and I think I had a grilled chicken with vegetables on the side. Yeah. Which was fine. Um, a couple and, beers. I think we had some, I had a beer and I think you might have had a glass of wine and you know, reasonably priced, but still it, it is in the tourist corridor. So, uh, if you do find yourself in Montreal, I would. You know, try to stay out of those areas to eat because you really want to experience the real, more traditional, the traditional or the flavor of the town. And so, uh, we'll leave the restaurant name uh, out, so not to <laughs> not to offend to protect anyone. the guilty or innocent. <laughs> but um, from there, we continue. We decided to walk a little bit and and just kind of see what was going on in the city. So after we had lunch, we decided to walk around a little bit and kind of see what the downtown had to offer. And we came across the climate march going on. I was amazed at how many people. They had signs, all walks of life, all ages. And it was really, really quite peaceful, actually. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I noticed is that uh, the Canadians, uh, although they are protesting, and I don't know if it's all Canadians or just French Canadians, but they are very respectful of space and of boundaries and and law enforcement. So uh, it wasn't unruly. There wasn't people, you know, burning squad cars or spray painting on buildings. Uh, everybody kind of stayed along the path and uh, were smiling and were very cheerful. Uh, they are protesting, you know, the climate. Uh, change uh i guess this has been spearheaded by the young girl from sweden i think that's what it was and i think she was actually in montreal that friday to be there for the march is what i had read oh i didn't know that yeah, See? that was why they held it that day so i guess uh, i think her name is Greta. i believe so uh, mm-hmm. anyway yeah she was there and uh so the march was a pretty big deal um, i think most of montreal must have been on the streets marching it went for Blocks and blocks and blocks. It just wound all the way through Montreal. Yeah, it was probably about five miles, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And we were able to weave our way through it and kind of see some of the characters in the costumes. And we uh, decided to have a little uh, digestif after a little bit. Um, we made it back to the financial district where we had gotten off the subway. And we found a restaurant, I believe it's called Alexander's. 
And we had a glass of wine and a creme brulee there. Michelle likes creme brulee, if anybody. I think I may have mentioned my sweet tooth before. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't think I had any of the creme brulee. I might have tried to bite. I'm not a big fan. But uh, I had a nice glass of wine and kind of just sat back and, and noticed that uh, there were a lot of people uh, coming out and down to have a drink in the afternoon and, and kind of enjoy uh, probably one of the the last warm days of the year up there. The rain did move in um, that night, I think. The following morning, I was hoping to get to Mount Royal, which is the park in the center of Montreal. You have um, you can hike up to the top of it, and you have a view of Montreal, but it was raining all day. Yeah, and a, a little trivia. Montreal is means basically three uh, mountain peaks. So, which is what the park is, which is what the park is, is based on there. But, um, our, our adventure in Montreal, we, that night we, we decided to go out, went to a, a little restaurant. Little, little restaurant and a bar and had a drink and, uh, got back home and that was it. It was a kind of a short trip, but our, our next stop was Quebec and, uh, was one of the, one of the highlights of the, of the trip. Quebec is completely different than Montreal. And we had been told in Toronto how creative people are in Quebec. Um, I think the the gentleman, the salesman at the photography um, or the photo store had said that. And it was interesting because it is true. Quebec has a lot of art, um, a lot of history there with art. So Quebec is a, is basically a fort city. It was it was built on uh, high walls and and gates to fortify this internal city against attack and a lot of the old structure still remains and and there was a distinct difference between the new part of the city and the old part of the city um and it has a beautiful waterfront and uh, a large canadian coast guard base is there that we passed by that oh yeah interesting yes. to me <laughs> um but um we, we came in quebec and the first thing we did was went to the the old artisan area that is um on the outside of the gates and uh, there were a lot of cool shops there. Um, That's where most of the artists um, have their studios. They have pottery. They have paintings. Um, all kinds of artists are there. And uh, walking through the, the old uh, streets of the town, uh, very picturesque. You, you actually are stepping back into history. And they have a lot of plaques and uh, monuments that give you the history and the detail of what went on there so it, it it we spent hours just kind of soaking it up and and learning about montreal and, and what happened there they have murals i think maybe seven or ten murals on the sides of the buildings the murals depict different periods of history on one mural you might have several different periods of history another mural might have just one period of history and this is in the artist district which is called quartier petit champlain um i don't know if i said that right uh we oui. we oui. <laughs> um the the murals you know jacques built a house here and he was a stone mason he grind they're interesting. They cover the entire side of a building. I found them interesting. I appreciate the artists there. <laughs> we saw a lot of the tourists, especially the a lot of Chinese tourists there. They would they would clamor to like take pictures in front of these murals and, and block and block the whole thing. It was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, it was it was a good, worth a good chuckle. And I 
of course, being who I am, got in a lot of in the way of a lot of those pictures and kind of crashed them. A little test of patience on my part because I don't like anybody in my pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah photobomb. It was photobomb time. But we had a good time there and uh, walked around. A little light rain, a little drizzle, but we were well equipped. We had our, our umbrella. Hiking boots, layered up. Jacket, a little chilly. Uh, start to get the runny nose. But we... Uh, we started to walk up to the main part of the city, which is behind the walls. So in order to do that, you have to walk up a bunch of stairs. and Several, several flights of stairs. And hills and little catwalks. It's pretty neat, though, because then you look down over the artist district, which I liked. And the lights were lit up by then. Um, if you don't want to walk, though, you can take a tram up. Yeah, choo-choo. <laughs> it's more of like an angel's flight. Like what's in L.A., yes. Yeah, a short little Straight up the mountain. Straight up. But we we walked, and by doing that, we got to see a little more of the city, some of the old buildings. And we were on our way to a a street that is the old center of the fortified part of town called Rue Saint-Jean. And uh, this is a really cool section of town. My favorite part, uh, our first stop was a... Grocery store that is considered the... The oldest grocery store in North America. It's called J.A. Mason Epi... Epicurean. Epicurean. Yeah. It's, uh, it was built in 1871, I believe. And it's, it's a far cry from the way it looked in 1871. It's more of a... It's more gourmet now. It's like a Whole Foods on steroids, uh... A lot of fancy cheeses and wines. Uh, Maybe a bakery in there, too. Pate. A lot of pate. <laughs> vegetables. They had nice vegetables in the window. Unfortunately, when we got there... It was closing, so and, I wasn't able to buy anything. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get anything there. But it was kind of cool to to go see the store and take some pictures in front of it and, and see that history. Uh, we did pop into... Uh, Oh, the bar where we went and got a drink. Yeah, we stopped in at a, a real traditional French-Canadian uh, pub where you could see it was the... The, the older gentleman sitting around the table with his friends and their pitcher of beer sharing stories or catching up on something. Yeah, and when we walked in, there was definitely, a, <laughs> uh, you know, the proverbial screech of the jukebox, like, who are these people? Why are they coming the in here? All heads turned towards the door. Very localized place. Uh, the bartender sat us down, and he gave us something interesting uh, we thought was these two, basically, raffle tickets, these little, uh, you know, like, ticket stubs. And I asked him what they were for, and I guess every night they have a um, a raffle. And if you have the winning numbers, you, you win, I don't know, it was like 50 bucks or something. Um, unfortunately. And we didn't win, but that's okay. We, we stayed win. local, hopefully. Yeah, but it, it was a, a neat atmosphere. You could see everybody hanging out. I think they allowed gambling there. They might have. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think there were slot machines or something like that. Some pool games going on. And just a lot of the... Uh, you could tell that was the place where the local politics and everybody was talking about what's going on. And Very much a locals hangout. Yeah, but so I like those places. So fun to see that. So we, we left there and uh, strolled up and down uh, Rue Saint-Jean. And decided to get dinner there. So we ended up finding a, a really great restaurant, and this is going to be one of our first uh, 
alerts, uh, consumer alerts that we absolutely have to highly recommend. Highly recommend. So when you hear the sound, then you'd know that it was a consumer alert and that you have to pay attention. So, so you have to pay attention now. This is <laughs> so, very important. I think they got it. Okay. So we went to Bouvette Scott was the restaurant's name. Uh, super unassuming place. Uh, it it's kind hole of on one wall. of those side streets, hole in the wall. Uh, the end. The door isn't even square. It <laughs> it actually has a trapezoidal door because it was framed in a little weird. It's settled. But uh, you walk in and and we even got there kind of early. It was like probably five. Yeah, it was early. And it was because they sat us and. Well, hold on. Oh, okay, you're you're okay. Get, It's a spoiler alert here. <laughs> so we walked in and. Uh, I said, hey, we're looking for a table. He said, do you have a reservation? We're totally booked up for the night. And we're underdressed. I'm wearing hiking boots. Yeah, it was kind of, it was a little on the fancier side, but not too fancy. Um, They're spinning records in the back corner. The bartender is actually in between making drinks. He's putting on these very vinyl, you know, odd. I think they were playing a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of funk was in there. It was very interesting. Um, but the guy was like, listen, I will, I'll squeeze you guys in. I have a reservation at seven at this table. And it was like kind of on the side as you go to the bathroom. But we were able to <laughs> we get We were squeezed in literally. Yeah. It was tight. But let me tell you, this place is absolutely great. It's the first uh, recommendation they were giving. And remember that sound. If we have any more, we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, but what a wonderful place. It is a kind of a prefix menu. Uh, they have daily uh, menu. Daily specials. And well, the whole the whole day. thing is a special. So yes. uh, whatever they're making that day, they yes. offer some varieties. Kind of a small plate type uh, meal where you get a little. They had some fresh bread. Um, we oh, the bread was really good. I forgot about that. I had gotten something that was very interesting to me was a a corn polenta and it was amazing uh, it was a great meal uh, they had a great wine selection as well the guy uh the i won't call him a sommelier but the sommel <laughs> he um he brought out some nice wine and we had a great meal and it, it when the bill came we were presently surprised that it wasn't it was maybe 70 dollars with, with wine for yes. the two of us yep. and that's Canadian seventy dollars too. Oh yeah, so then that <laughs> so, drops it down to maybe sixty, yeah, fifty so, something. <laughs> but what a great place! Uh, again, the name is, uh, is Bovia Scott. Scott, and uh, this is a shout and out it's to on them. Scott Street. It's on Rue Scott would be <laughs> the correct term, not Scott Street. Um, so if you get out to Quebec City, go to Rue Scott. You won't be disappointed. So after dinner, we strolled around a little bit on the old cobblestone streets, took a few photos. Uh, the lighting was really great and had a good time. Uh, but the next day uh, was a beautiful day in the Quebec City. The sun came out, and we decided to go to a park that has a waterfall that's very famous. Um, the park is called Parc de la Chute Montmorency. We, oui. And the fall is um, Chute Montmorency. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh, popular place. There was this crazy lady <laughs> directing traffic. She was like, 
a ball of energy. She must have drank three or four monsters. Every movement, every card direction, she was just so animated. I don't know how she could stay doing that all day long. We were we took the stroll. We did the hike in the park. We spent a couple hours. We came back out. And she's still bouncing around, uh, yelling at people, traffic. directing, having having cars make these micro adjustments like, oh, come up, come up, come up to the bumper. Another inch. Anyway, uh, I'll never forget that lady. She she was either on Seven Monsters or on Speed. Well, and the park was really quite pretty, I thought. Those fall colors were coming in. There's bridges that you cross over the waterfall, and then you can take stairs all the way down to the bottom. But then you have to take the stairs all the way up. So just a heads up, <laughs> it's probably... Uh, 13, 15 flights of stairs at least. So yeah. just just so you know, if you go down, you got to get back up. And the waterfall is actually higher than Niagara Falls. Did you know that, Eric? I, listen to this. I read that. Man, now I feel dumb. I didn't even know that. Is it really? It is, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and there were some people, you can... Um, can you go over it in a barrel? No. You can zip line over it, though. That's true. There are zip lining over it. And there. then they were... Rock climbing, too, up the... Anything uh, for a buck. They'll let you climb up a, a zip line. They'll let you hike up it. They'll let you rock climb up it. But you got to pay the fee. And the park is an old battlefield, too. Yeah, it's a famous uh, war, uh, battle of the of the uh, Revolutionary War, I believe. And uh, I read the, the history on that. They actually stopped the British from invading here, but then they just went down river and... Took the city anyway <laughs> from another spot. But the, the next, park is pretty. The park is cool. We had a great time. We got back in the car, and there's a small island it's across the way. Ile d'Orleans, it's called. Um, and actually, from the island, if you look across the water, you can see the waterfall because it's such a big waterfall. Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention to it, but we did go over to the island, which is a, a very... It's a step back in time. It's a very cool little spot. I wish we could have spent more time there. It is um, a farming island. They they kind of do a lot of uh, orchards. Um, there's some. I think there were some vineyards on there. We vineyard. went to a cheese factory where they were making cheese in the old-fashioned old way. And we didn't have a lot of time, so we, we did stop in an orchard and had a couple uh, a samples cider of cider. Yes. And... Got some jellies and... I think mustard. They make vinegar, mustard, all kinds of things with the apple cider. And we took the drive around the island. It takes about about an hour. Yeah, it's about 45 minutes around the whole island. And it's not... The flow of traffic is not really fast. But it was a really neat place. Um, If you do go to Quebec City, I recommend you take an afternoon to just go check out this island. Um, Very fun. Almost reminds me of when you do the road uh, around Hawaii, around oh, Hannah, around Hannah. Hana. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's kind of a drive like that where you kind it's of go through. It's not as bumpy though and rough. No, it, it is a it's a better paved road, <laughs> but it has that feel where you kind of go and see these little towns and have. And a I great... think because this is where the farming is, and there's a lot of um, the lineage of families are there from years and years and years ago. Yeah, super neat. And you can see that uh, it's a place where people, business people or successful people from Quebec probably have a little cottage on this island. So that was our our last thing we did in Quebec City. We came back to the campsite, hooked up and prepared for 
um, our journey back into the United States where we'll pick it up on our next episode of the Airstreaming Sojourners. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.